Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of the Matchbook series on the EBPL podcast. My name is Paul. I'm the Adult Services Librarian here at EBPL. We take submissions from the Matchbook form on our website where you could send in personalized requests for book suggestions, recommendations, certain genres. They could be specific. They could be broad. No matter what interests you, we try to match with something you might like. So we take those questions and we try to flesh them out a little bit on the podcast here, maybe provide some different recommendations, things you might have heard of but haven't checked out yet, things you might not have heard of, try to get to all different types of books. And that way, there's always something that somebody might like on each and every episode. So today, I'm choosing a question was submitted a few months ago, but I liked it and thought it was relevant because, well, we'll get to the question first and I'll explain why. So it's somebody asking for books. They're saying that books they've read recently are Daisy Jones and the Six and Malibu Rising. Can I recommend something similar to that? So I saved it for now. Is that Daisy Jones and the Six is our current book we just read for the East Brunswick Library Book Discussion Group. If you want more information, if you're on our homepage, hover over the Explore tab, and then you'll find the Adult Reading subheading and points you right to Book Discussion Group. Matchbook form is also under that subheading, but Book Discussion Group, basically, it lists dates and times and what we're reading. So if you have any interest in that, feel free to check out that page there. So books like Daisy Jones and Six of Alvarizing. Okay. So both of them are by Taylor Jenkins Reid. First off, a little about Malibu Rising. It centers on a family that is famous in California, and they, they have a massive house party every year, and it really is going from the current party they are throwing that year with flashbacks to ones that have occurred over the years. So you got a better look at their network of friends and the family itself. And you see a world, it's like mid-20th century California. They're a wealthy, well-to-do family. So you get a better look at who populates their lives. And so this takes the form of people like famous actors, musicians, athletes, surfers, has a lot to say about surf culture at the time and the rise of surf culture in the mid-20th century. It's also a family saga in a way. So it's kind of a mix of both things in one. Daisy Jones and the Six concerns the aftermath of a famous fictional band that had broken up. And so it is a reflection on the relationships of the band members and their ups and downs in their own lives and their friendships over the years. It's loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, and obviously they have their own tumultuous relationships going back, what, 50 years now in that band. So kind of use that as a reference point for what's going on in the book. So I'm trying to create like a through line there for those two and the similarities between two and how to recommend things that make sense for somebody who might be interested in those things is uh, a book that would capture the, like, the cultural zeitgeist of the time while also having a firm emphasis on character development and an incisive look at culture itself, really a dissection of what's happening and some hard-hitting social commentary by the author on what's happening. So using that as really how we would like to look at these things, 
there are some suggestions I could recommend. Let's first start with one, Swing Time by Zadie Smith. In this book, we follow two young African-American girls who are dancers, and we trace their lives from being young children all the way through their late 20s, how their friendship ebbs and flows over the years, and really their different conceptions of what they think dance means to them and how that carries them in different directions based on what they feel is like culturally and ethnically genuine to who they are and how they choose to express themselves through dance. So we see this link between culture and personality right there and how that has made the two come together at first, but over the years maybe drift apart and have different opinions. The music itself plays a large role in the book, as well as the friendships that the two have with each other and with others over the years. It starts out early 2000s, carrying us through current times. Zadie Smith gives us a look at the shifting cultural and societal guidelines at the time. She's writing about things like online bullying, the shifting status of celebrities and what makes a celebrity, and nowadays networking, how national identity is shifting as well. And all of these things, she's writing very incisively about these things. And it makes for an overall great portrait of why people tend to choose art over friendship if they feel like they can't really square the circle between the two of those things. So definitely check that out. That's a great one to start with because I feel like it matches so fully with what the person is asking the question, what they were going for. I feel like that the themes match almost entirely. The next book I wanted to discuss is A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. And this book matches up pretty directly with Daisy Jones and the Six because it concerns the musical explosion in New York City and San Francisco in the mid-20th century. In it, we follow people associated with the music industry in all different ways, producers, assistants, roadies, musicians themselves. So we get a good look at whereas Daisy Jones and the Six mostly get band members and their reflections on what they went through. In this, you get a better look at people in different capacities within the industry itself. In many ways, it tracks over the years the influence of technology on music itself. We see one chapter that's told entirely through PowerPoint as a way to mimic how technology has shifted and created different opportunities for musicians while also the detractions it's had for them as well. And another interesting part about this book is that it's mostly a collection of different narratives that are loosely tied together. We see a few characters who pop up in the different chapters, but at the same time, it's also disconnected in a narrative sense, I'd say, but the themes all run together to create a cohesive book. In that way, it could be read almost as individual short stories or as well as one entire narrative. So it's an interesting concept, and you see the author definitely playing with form a little bit in that way. I feel like where the book succeeds through all of that is that it compels the reader to conceive of music differently from when they start the book to when they finish the book. So in that way, it should impact the reader and forcing them to really look at how they listen to music, how it's delivered to them in all different ways over the years. Are you listening on a smartphone, a record player? Do you still have CDs? 
I think it prompts us to look inwardly as well as telling us great stories about the people associated with the various movements over the years. So the last book I wanted to discuss is Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. And I wanted to do this last because it's a little bit cozier, a little bit more of a breezy beach read than the other ones, which is not to say it's not as good because I don't like putting those kind of labels. It just means that it's going for something that is different than the other two. In that way, it's a little bit different, but similar enough. We see an almost love affair that begins in Italy in the 60s, and it concerns people associated with Hollywood. And then we see it resurface 50 years later in Hollywood. So again, we're following the glitz and glam of famous people. So in that way, I think it does have similarities to the books of Taylor Jenkins Reid. But it wants to tell these more intimate stories about the people and a less cultural criticism of the time periods themselves. But in doing so, we do see a lot of wonderful set pieces. The atmosphere is really great over the years. So we see the actors on the set of Cleopatra back in the day, and then we see them at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and then all the way through to contemporary Hollywood. There is a real beauty to the descriptions of the settings and the visual character of the book that really contrasts a little bit with the characters themselves because they are yearning, reflective, sometimes living in the past almost entirely. But over the course of the novel, I think we do really seem to empathize with them a bit with their shortcomings, misgivings, and we tend to root for them when maybe at first it doesn't seem like we would. So dropping them into these types of settings, it's really creating a tour through the cultural experience of the last 50 years in a way. And while following these characters, it makes for a very enjoyable, like breezy, almost beach read kind of experience that I, I would say absolutely pays off and might not be exactly similar to the other two books that I mentioned, but definitely in its own way is aesthetically similar to something like the novels of Taylor Jenkins Reid. Definitely check those books out. I think they're all wonderful and varied in their own particular way. Thank you all for joining us on this latest episode of Matchbook, and thank you to Melissa Hosick for editing this episode.